Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Shall we sing together? Would you stand and sing with us, please? Two and one, two, three, four, and. We're so glad you came to worship this morning. Sharon said it's because most of us went to bed by 9 o'clock last night. You too? And then we were awoken at 12 o'clock by... Oh, my goodness. Who knew Helotus could celebrate so fully at 12 until like 12.30? Anyway, I'm glad you made it here this morning. It's a super important day in the life of the church because we're going to do the traditional... Wesleyan Covenant service. John Wesley thought it was super important for us to reclaim our commitment to, to Jesus Christ and our God and King. And he did that through these liturgies that he learned, I think, from the Moravians. And we're going to take this 1600 liturgy and bring it to life here today in our own hearts, in our own minds, in our own commitment to God. In your bulletin is a little sheet of paper, and it has the prayers that will lead you in. And on the back of that paper, it's really small writing if you need some glasses. I should have a basket in back with extra glasses, right, Sharon? Right. 
For you and me. For me and Sharon. Anyway, you take that home, and if you agree to that covenant, you sign it. Put it away. Look at it every month or whenever you need to refresh yourself on who you are committed to and why. And that's going to make for a powerful 2023. So God bless you. I'm glad you're here. And now Sharon will start us off with a few announcements. Good morning and Happy New Year to everyone. And I was in bed by 1030 last night. So <laughs> anyway, instead for you, right? You're up at 12. Well, I'm so happy to see you here this morning. I'm Sharon Fitzpatrick, and I am the lay leader and the lay reader today. And I'm so glad to see you. The announcements we have, there's just a few of them. Uh, we are going to de-green, de-green the church next Sunday after the 11 o'clock service. So if you can stay after, we'll take down all the Christmas decorations. We do have chair yoga starting tomorrow. So I hope to see many of you there. Uh, it'll start at 1045 to 1130, and I will have my regular class at 930. And then also uh, the children's ministry, they will begin their normal time, and all of the uh, activities will start next week. So anyway, so now you know. You know what's going on in the church. This morning, uh, we are going to, Pastor said we're going to go through a bit of litany, so I hope we can all stay together on that. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's John 8, 12. The light is a reminder to stay present to the Lord as he is present with us. Let us welcome the light of Christ. The scripture reading this morning is 2 Kings 23, 1 through 3. Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him went all the people of Judah, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping the commandments, his decree and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul, to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. All the people joined in the covenant. The word of the God for people of God. All right, let us begin in prayer. O oh God, searcher of our hearts, you have formed us as a people and claimed us for your own. As we come to acknowledge your sovereignty and grace and to enter anew into the covenant with you, reveal any reluctance or falsehoods within us. Forgive our sins and renew your spirit within us. Let your spirit impress your truth on our inner, innermost being and receive us in mercy for the sake of the, our mediator, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Beautiful job. So today, rather than having uh, calling out prayers like, like we ordinarily do, I'm going to ask you to fill in the prayer cards that are in the pew backs in front of you. You can turn those in in the offering plate as they go by or in the lobby area in the giving box. We're going to do that because we have a lot to go through today. 
So clear your minds, clear your hearts, fill out your prayer request cards, and we will pray over those. Your faithful prayer team will still cover those for you. And now let us go to God in prayer. Almighty God, you search our hearts and see every part of us. All our desires are known to you, and from you no secrets are hidden. By the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, cleanse our hearts so that we may perfectly love you and glorify your holy name. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Happy New Year. Isn't it great to say that? Now I can't say anymore. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Until next year. Do you have some cool New Year's traditions that you and your family practice every year? Personally, I always think about and pray about the new year to come. And as I do, I pick a scripture passage. I call it my personal focus verse. And I will carry that with me throughout the year. The one I used last year came from 1 Timothy 1 verse 12. It says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. I also like to pick a special word for the year. Do you do any of that? Pick a special word? Last year's word was trust. And I remember that because I incorporate it in every password that I have. Now you know. This year, I'm going to have a new word, which I cannot tell you. <laughs> Actually, I did pick a word. The word's kindness, and I'm not going to use that in my password. But I am going to use that to remind myself every day that my response should be kindness and not criticism. Not looking at others' faults, but look to myself. In the same way, in kindness. Do you ever pick a word that you use as a focus word for the year? I recommend it to you if it's a nice word. <laughs> a lot of people also write New Year's resolutions. Anybody in here write New Year's resolutions? No. no. Okay. Well, I was going to invite you because I read about this. It was super interesting and fun way to do it. And this host at a party wrote, invited everyone to write a New Year's resolution, what they wanted to do in 2023. And then she took the slips of paper and put them in a basket, and everybody chose a different resolution. And then they had to do that one, whether it was lose weight. Sharon said, I hope mine says quit smoking. Because <laughs> I don't smoke. <laughs> so I thought that would be fun, too. So anybody who wants to play that game with me later, we're going to have a slip of paper. And we'll just do little resolutions for the year and see how that works out. But please, be kind. Some people have fancy food for traditional year, New Year's. Do you have fancy food? Some families will always have tamales at the new year. Some families, like mine, do pork and sauerkraut. Some people. <laughs> Love me some pork and sauerkraut. Not going to get it at Kathy's house this year. Thank you, Chris. Some people um, will have to eat black-eyed peas. Blech. Oh, black-eyed pea group here. <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. Sharon is serving black-eyed peas today. But if you go for sauerkraut, don't go there. Traditions. Traditions. This is what people do at the beginning of a new year. And some of those traditions are healthy, like today's tradition. Today, we're going to do the traditional Wesleyan covenant service, which includes a covenant prayer. Because John Wesley felt like this was super important for our spiritual life, and he included it 
in all his Methodist societies. The covenant service offers us a time of self-examination, of reflection, of dedication, aimed at giving one's whole self fully to God as you renew your covenant. Or for some, maybe you make a covenant for the first time. This morning, we're going to follow that covenant tradition and renew our covenant with God, and I'm excited about that. I hope you are too. We'll also steal that covenant as we receive Holy Communion together, as it was intended, as a fully committed body of Christ, fully loved, fully forgiven, and ready to live our life in and through Christ Jesus. We keep talking about this word covenant Do you know what a covenant is? It's dominating in scripture. It's the foundation of God's story. And in a literal sense, the covenant means the binding agreement, legally a contract. It's a seal between two parties or more. And in the biblical sense, the covenant derives the same root meaning in Hebrew is for to cut. Has anybody ever said, I got to cut a check? That's where this word comes from. I see you, Lori. She did this. She cuts a lot of checks. This is where this covenant came from, because to cut a check means that you promise to pay on some piece of paper with your name and account number on it. And if you don't pay, you get in trouble. Well, the covenant with God is super important, too, because in the Hebrew, when the people of God made a covenant, a promise, a binding sacred agreement with God, they typically, this is not what we're going to do today, But they did sacrifice animals, and they would cut them in two and place them apart. And the parties making the covenant would walk between these animals. It was a brutal society, but it was intended to let you know the seriousness of your promise. Because if you did not follow through with your covenant, you would become like the animals. I know. The covenant is a serious matter before God and before one another. And sometimes... We accept this covenant without fully thinking about what our payment should be or what we promise to do. Like marriage is a covenant. When you got married, if you did, you made a promise before God that you would cleave to this person and be faithful to that person. And sometimes we think of the covenant of the promises that God made through Jesus Christ, a promise that we would forever be in God's family. God will never break that covenant. We should never break that covenant to be part of God's family. So what does covenant mean to you? The heart of the Wesley Covenant service is found in the covenant prayers that we'll be praying. You heard the words of the beautiful song that you sang this morning, Kathy and Sharon. Those were covenant words. And this covenant is a serious commitment as we offer our life to God through Christ Jesus who redeems us from our sins and gives us new life. It's a serious thing. And his covenant that God gave us was sealed in Jesus' blood. And on one side, God promises us. God promises to always be there for us. On the other side of the promise, we promise to always be there for God. That's how serious this covenant is. Our part is to repent. And we've talked about that word repent. If you don't know what it means, it means to turn around. Like when I'm driving in the wrong direction, I often have to repent (laughs) for many reasons. But one is because I'm going in the wrong direction. 
Repent is simply that. So when you hear that word, sometimes we think, oh, this is a terrible word or an awful thing to do. No, it means you've changed your mind. You turn around, you're going to head back to God. And so part of our requirement in the covenant service is to repent and humbly seek to turn to God in Christ Jesus. And the beginning of the year is a perfect time for renew, to renew our commitment as we go before God with our hearts open, seeking to know the sins that we have committed and humbly asking and receiving forgiveness. Now, you see, we, before we can repent from our sins, we have to own it. We have to own that we have sinned. There's nobody here in this room that has not sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But you have to recognize it yourself. So often, I want to repent for somebody else's bad deed. Well, my husband messed up. You need to repent. No, I need to repent of my thinking that he needs to repent, right? So we got to own our own stuff, nobody else's. We own it for ourselves. And we have to let go of our pride. Anybody got a problem with pride in here? We have to let go of our own righteousness. Aren't we a righteous people? We have to let go of that and affirm that we sin on a regular basis. And some of our sins, we're not even trying to quit. Right, Sharon? She's trying to quit the sin of smoking. (laughs) And remember what a sin is. A sin is simply missing the mark. It was an archery term used in Greek. We've missed the mark. What's the mark? God. Through Christ Jesus. And sometimes when we live, we shoot this arrow and we go, we fall short or we fall to the left or fall to the right. We missed the mark. That's what a sin is. Sin is an obstacle. Anything that gets in our way from serving God. That could be our pride. It could be our foolishness. It could be our righteousness. It could be our willfulness. Whatever you are doing that is an obstacle between you and God, that's what a sin is. And we need to stop and recognize what we're doing, how we're sinning, and let ourselves seek and receive forgiveness. Confess before God, and then we'll be prepared. Then we'll be ready for 2023, no matter what the world throws at us, because our relationship with God will be primary. It will be before us always, and it will temper the way we live our lives and how we challenge and use our tongue and our words, and our actions. And that's why we're here today. Glory, hallelujah. We get to make a covenant with God. Now, in order to do that, I'm going to ask you to take a personal assessment, a personal reflection. And this is a time of confession and repentance, but it's private. Nobody has to stand up and say, you know, this is how I've sinned. No one has to repent of their sins aloud. But I'm going to ask you to go into the silence of your own heart and mind, and come to terms with what you have done that has blocked your relationship with Jesus Christ, that has been an obstacle to grace between you and God. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I'm going to ask you to think about it. During this time of confession, it's private, and only you and God need to know about this, and God already knows. So don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. I ask you, are you willing to make or renew your commitment and covenant to God in Christ. Then let us name our sins to ourselves and decide whether we're really ready to give them up. Consider your behavior and compare it with the ways of God.
God's holiness, God's boundaries, and the spiritual ways of God. Are you prepared to accept God's ways as your own ways? Let us consider our commitment to God. Is it the highest and most serious priority of your life? Let us consider, do we truly embrace this special relationship with God called a covenant? Do we depend on God's promise to give each of us grace, that unconditional love and acceptance, and God's strength in order to remain faithful to this special relationship? Do we rely on and trust in our own strength, or do we trust only in God's strength? Let us consider if we will be determined to keep our promise to God by giving our heart to God, our mouth in praise to God, our hands in service to God, and have decided today to never go back. Have we determined now that we are prepared to make this covenant in the most serious way possible, as if God was standing right here in front of us now? If you are so ready, please join me in renewing your covenant to God. All right, um, if you will stand up, please, and, and bow forward to our God. Commit yourselves to Christ as his servants. Give yourself to him that you may belong to him. Christ has many services to be done. Some are more easy and honorable. Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some, we may please Christ and please ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. 
Let us therefore go to Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give up myself to your will in all things. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and work. Lord, make me what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and with a willing heart give it to all to your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the Savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except by consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that he requires. Christ will be all in all, or he will be nothing. Confirm this by a holy covenant to make this covenant a reality in your life. Listen to these admonitions. First, set apart time more than once to be spent alone before God in seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you, in carefully thinking through all the conditions of the covenant, in searching your hearts whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. Consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ, how holy, strict, and spiritual they are, and whether you, after having carefully considered them, are willing to choose all of them. Be sure you're clearing these matters and see that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength so that you can keep your promise. Trust not in your own strength and power. Fourth, resolve to be faithful. You have given the Lord your hearts. You have opened your mouths to the Lord, and you have dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Bow down. Fall on your knees. Lift your hands toward heaven and open your hearts to the Lord. As this we pray. Let us pray. O righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness in not having done your will, for you have promised mercy to me if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you shall put away all your idols. I hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all, coveting them, that no known sin shall be allowed in my life. Against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch all temptations that will lead me away from you. For my own righteousness is riddled with sin, unable to stand before you. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again, if you will let him. Before all heaven and earth, 
I here acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion and vow to give up myself, body and soul, as your servant, to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. Jesus, I do here on bended knee accept Christ as the only new and living way and sincerely join myself in a covenant with him. O oh, blessed Jesus, I come to you hungry, sinful, miserable, blind, and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. I do here with all my power accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own worthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. I do here covenant with you, O Christ to take my lot with you as it may fall. Through your grace, I promise that neither life nor death shall part me from you. God has given holy laws as the rule of your life. I do here willingly put my neck under your yoke to carry your burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I therefore take them as the rule for my words thoughts, and actions, promising that I will strive to order my whole life according to your direction, and not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows your heart. Oh God, you know that I make this covenant with you today without guile or reservation. If any falsehood should be in it, Guide me and help me to set it aright. And now, glory be to you, O God the Father, whom from this day forward shall look upon as my God and Father. Glory be to you, O God the Son, who have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood, and now is my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God, the Holy Spirit, who by your almighty power has turned my heart from sin to God. Glory be to you, O Lord, omnipotent, Father and Son and Holy Spirit. You have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. So be it. And let the covenant I have made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. You may be seated. We are advised by our predecessor, John Wesley, and all the saints who have gone before to make this covenant not only in your heart, but in word and in deed, and not only in your word and deed, but in writing. Therefore, with all reverence, lay the service before the Lord as your act and deed. And when you have done this, sign the paper.
And then keep it as a reminder of the holy agreement between you and God that you might remember it during the doubts and times of temptation. Amen? Amen. Amen. As we have made covenant to Christ, let us offer our gifts to God through our giving. The altar rail this morning will be given to the United Methodist Committee on Relief. We'll do Holy Communion together. This table is a United Methodist table. It is open to all people. And you just made one powerful commitment to God, creating this open table for all to come and share. What an amazing gift from God. We will serve with a little piece of bread we'll hand to you as the body of Christ and the cup, the little cup, as the blood of Christ. You may stay and kneel at the altar rail if you can find a clear space to do so or return to your seats and pray. Also, we have the altar rail um, little tables right here if you want to give to UMCOR, the United Methodist Committee on Relief, which helps with disasters all over the world, then you may just leave your offering in that plate as you come forward. So now, will you join me? The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is a right and good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth, you formed the earth. From everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. And when we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity to sin and death and made covenant with us to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light, our salvation. In his baptism and in the table fellowship, he took place with sinners. You anointed him with your spirit to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when he would save your people by his baptism, his suffering, and his death, his resurrection. You gave birth to your church and delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and you made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, And after he gave you thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he again took the cup. And after he gave you thanks, he gave the cup to his disciples and said, Take this cup and drink from it, all of you. This is the cup, the covenant, the new covenant made for you in my blood, made for you and many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon each of us gathered here and upon these gifts of bread and wine, making them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. And by your spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry and service to the whole world until Christ comes again in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. It is through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All honor, all glory is yours, almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. And now together let us say the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We, as many as we are, when we take this bread, broken as it is, when we share it with one another, is it not a means in sharing in the body of Christ? And when we drink from this common cup, is it not a means in sharing in the blood of Christ? The body of Christ given for all. The blood of Christ shed for all. Will those who are serving please come forward to help? And we'll be receiving with the little piece of bread in the cup. And we'll give you the bread and say the body of Christ and the cup, the blood of Christ. And you may respond any authentic way that you feel like you want to respond to God for this great gift in Christ Jesus. The ushers will help us come forward. We'll have one line. And the table's been made ready. Everyone is invited. So please come. And now let us say the prayer after receiving. The words will appear on the screen. Pray with me, please. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself for us. Grant that we may go into the world to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I'm still enjoying communion. Sharon gave me the biggest piece in the basket. I think she knew I needed more grace than anyone else. As we come together as a body of believers, I hope that you experienced an amazingly powerful service today. Did you? I can't hear you. 
I hope that this meal strengthens you for the journey ahead. No one knows what 2023 is going to bring us, but we do know who's alongside us every step of the way. And nothing that we face in the future can compare to the glory that we receive through our relationship with God, through Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Well, let's talk about our mission. Our mission statement tells us what we're called to do in this church to go out into the world. Will you say it with me? The mission of Pelotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Are you prepared to do that? Have you answered enough questions today? If you're not a member of this congregation and choose to align with us as a membership in this church, you can come and join us at the singing of our final hymn. I challenge you this day to go forth in the power of the risen Christ Jesus. You have made a commitment that is lifelong and it is deep. And we will call you into accountability for what you said this day. And our calling you to accountability is nothing less than what Christ would call you to do. Amen? Go forth in peace and love, celebrating the relationship you have with Christ. Amen and amen.